All right, I'm going to share a story uh, t- today about grace. Uh, this, is, this is actually a true story. Uh, so Some of you history buffs may have heard this before, but uh, it's set back in New York City, uh, 1935, uh, during the wintertime. And if you think about that time, uh, 1935, we're in the, the midst of the Great Depression, uh, especially in, in New York City. Uh, it was a really desperate time. Uh, people were starving. There was a lot of crime. Uh, just a really rough uh, and tough situation uh, that, that they were going through during this time. Well, the mayor of New York City was a guy named Fiorello LaGuardia. You may recognize that name. Uh, there's an airport in New York City now named after him. But he, uh, he, he was known for his genuine kindness uh, towards the people of New York. I'm sure he had his faults, but there's several recorded acts in history um, where he would display that kindness. Well, one night, he goes into the, one of the, the poorest parts of the city. Um, you know, a lot of crime, really just a rough spot, uh, New York City. And uh, there's a night court taking place that night. And he goes in and walks up to the presiding judge and, and basically just dismisses him. He says, he says go home, uh, be with your family tonight, I'll, I'll work in your place tonight. Okay, so, of course, the judge takes him, off, takes him up on that and, and leaves. Well, that night, there's a, uh, a tattered old woman who stood before him accused of, of stealing, uh, basically stealing a loaf of bread. I uh, remember desperate times here. Uh, people were going hungry in the streets. With, with quivering lips and, and tear-filled eyes, this, this grandmother um, admits to the theft. You know, she basically says, yes, I did it. Uh, but she added, you know, my, my daughter's husband just left her. My daughter's sick. Her children are starving. They're crying every night for food. I stole the bread to feed them. You know, the shopkeeper, he's sitting out here in the audience. He, he refuses to drop the charges. He says, he says to LaGuardia, you know, this, this is, there's a lot of crime in this area. You know, if, if, we, if we don't punish her, if we just let this go and, and brush it under the rug, it's, crime's going to continue and it's going to get worse. You know, people are going to understand that they can get away with this. LaGuardia he knows that his, his accuser is right. You know, he, he knows that, uh, in fact, the, the very office that he swore to uphold requires that he enforce the law. So he, he thinks about it for a second. He sighs, and he, he turns to the old woman and says, I've, I've got to punish you, okay? Um, the law makes no exceptions. So then... He pronounces the sentence. Uh, the woman shudders, you know, when she hears, you know, that the, the, the sentence is $10 or 10 days in jail. She knows she can't pay that. It's just impossible. But as he reads those words, he, he reaches into his back pocket. He pulls out a $10 bill. He drops it into the hat. He then looks out to the, to the crowd, and he, he actually finds... Everybody in the 
audience 50 cents for living in a town where this, this grandmother has to steal to, to, to feed her grandchildren. He then says to the bailiff, go ahead and, and collect uh, the, these fines and, and hand it to the defendant. So the, the lady leaves there that night with $47.50, which back in those days was enough to buy groceries for, for months. So, you know, the, the storekeeper was correct in his accusation. Uh, guilt was confessed. Uh, her reason for stealing uh, didn't make any difference to the law. The law still existed. Uh, judgment was act, actually decreed. You know, she was found guilty and sentenced to a penalty that she couldn't pay. Okay, no, no chance of paying that penalty. Uh, the fine was paid in full. Justice was certainly carried out uh, because the fine was paid. Grace was extended. Um, she didn't do anything whatsoever to earn this grace or to deserve this grace. Um, was the law done away with? As far as I know, it's, it's still against the law to steal bread in New York City. So when you think about that, obviously, you, 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 hopefully you understand the, the illustration there. You know, with, with Jesus Christ, when we, when we accept him as our Savior, uh, we receive the same grace. Okay? It's, it's, a, it's a gift that, that we don't deserve. You know, it's, it's, it's certainly not something that, that we earn. Okay? But we all, every single one of us, desperately need this grace. You know, are, are, we, are we any better? Uh, Paul tells us in Romans, uh, he's actually, he's, he's talking to the Jews and the Gentiles who are, who are actually arguing over which one of us really should receive the promise of eternal life. <laughs> and his answer, you know, he, he's quoting from the Old Testament when he says this, but he says, no one is righteous, okay? All of us. 100% of us have fallen short uh, of the glory of God. You know, there's, there's, an, another, there's an analogy of three swimmers. You, you may have heard this analogy as well. My, my father-in-law actually uh, uses this quite a bit when he's, when he's teaching uh, Romans, the, the book of Romans. There's three swimmers, and they, they all set out to swim from uh, Los Angeles to Hawaii, okay, pretty pretty long distance there, but they're all gonna they're gonna accomplish this this goal of swimming to Hawaii. So the first first swimmer, we'll call him a beginner swimmer. He was uh, he was able to swim. He knew how to swim, um, but he didn't train. He uh, you know didn't do anything to prepare for this this venture, <laughs> and uh, he gets out. He leaves. Uh, sets out to swim to Hawaii. He gets out there about 400 yards, um, locks up. You know, 400 yards isn't a short distance, but it's, it's you know, it's not anywhere close to Hawaii. Uh, lock, his muscles lock up. He starts fatiguing. He starts to drown. Uh, he has to be rescued. Okay. Our second swimmer, 
Uh, he will call him a, a middle-class swimmer, so to speak. Um, this guy, uh, he actually trains. You know, he, he goes down to the, to the Y two, two times a week, sometimes even three times a week, and, uh, and prepares for this and uh, feels pretty good about it. He's, he's a pretty good swimmer. Um, so he takes off. Uh, he makes it a full mile before he uh, actually starts locking up and, and same, same situation needs to be rescued. So our third swimmer, this is our, this is our, this is our guy here. He's a, he's a world-class swimmer. Uh, he actually participated in the Olympic uh, open water 10K uh, race, which is, uh, you know, it's, the, it's the longest swimming race there is. Um, he, he trains year-round. He's got the body of a swimmer. He's long and slender. Um, he's our guy. He's, he's the one that's going to get this done. Well, he, he takes off, uh, makes it a full eight miles before he, uh, same, same fate, locks up, starts to drown, has to be rescued. You know, all three swimmers, are, they fall short, okay? Uh, all of them had to be rescued. You think about an audience this size in, the, in this Christian university, okay? We've got all different levels of swimmers here, okay? We've got, we've got people that were with, with all types of different church and, and religious backgrounds. Uh, some with no swimming experience whatsoever. Some that, that are probably considered by themselves, you know, world-class swimmers, Okay. I certainly uh, fall into that category in, in my mind at times. Um, but no matter what level of swimmer you are, obviously none of us uh, can swim to Hawaii. Um, it, it's not, here's what I want you to hear, it's not about you. It's all about Jesus. You're dismissed.